0: As a health research organization we want to see more organizations start like ours we'd love that the more health research organizations there are the faster we're going to find out how we can really truly end aging
1: welcome to the Seemland podcast i'm your host seemlund and today our guest is alan graves Alan is the CEO of DoNotAge.org. DoNotAge is my favorite longevity supplement company that provides research-backed compounds that extend healthspan, such as spermidine, NMN, TMG, calcium alpha-ketoglutarate, etc. For this month, you can get a free copy of my book Metabolic Autophagy if you use the code SEAM for making an order at DoNotAge that includes NMN. All you need is either the NMN capsules or powder in your purchase with or without the other supplements. So head over to doNotAge.org and use my code SIM, S I I M, to get 10% off all the Do Not Age products as well as the Metabolic Biology eBook.
0: Hi, Seam. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, it's uh,
2: good to talk with you again. And it's been almost like, like a half year or something since the last time we talked. And since that, uh, there has been a lot of like, New research coming about, are uh, coming out about uh, the different compounds that uh, you provide, and uh, yeah, like before we get into that, uh, maybe like you know what's been new with uh, Do Not Age as a company as a whole, and you know what products have you been uh, releasing recently.
0: So yeah, there's there's a lot of new things going on at the moment. So I think last time we spoke about the spermidine, we're, we're looking at launching uh, a version that's gluten free because obviously at the moment, we're sourcing it from wheat germ and there are still some people that don't like consuming wheat, there's some celiacs, et cetera. So Mm -hmm. yeah, we are looking at trying to do that and we hope that within just a few months, we'll be able to make that a reality. So that's one thing we've been working on. Obviously there's a ton of research, which is what I work on most of the time now. Um, I'm in the Middle East at the moment, Uh, having meetings about that. So that's really exciting. I've just finished uh, a month in the USA as well doing uh, similar things so there's lots of research in the pipeline um, we can go into that during the, during the podcast if you want um, and what else oh we, we do have a new product coming out as well so uh, obviously you know that the vast majority of research doesn't result in an ingredient that we launch um, because we only choose the ones that have the highest health impact and we decided on collagen peptides because, it's absolutely proven in humans the benefits that collagen peptides have so that one will be coming out probably at the end of august of 2022 mm, that's uh that's pretty interesting there yeah. like a collagen is like a powder or a capsule so how do you think about it yeah so unfortunately with, with collagen if you take it in, in capsule form it, it doesn't get absorbed in the same way so it does have to be a powder for that one which i understand it's tricky for some people because people like the ease of a capsule which i completely understand and if we could do it we would but obviously we have to look at the health outcomes as, as the main priority
2: mm. okay well that's awesome i do like collagen as well and uh, i mean the powder is uh, i guess it's uh, fine you can mix it with stuff uh, Yeah. and the spermidine like um, does does it have like a celiac response uh, for people who are allergic to uh, wheat even if you have like a if it's like, you know, just sourced from wheat germ, if take it as a supplement, will it still have like any effects?
0: Yeah, that's right. So obviously a celiac is, is a, an allergy. So yeah, definitely don't go near anything that's come from wheat germ uh, for that. In terms of people with like a slight gluten intolerance, they tend to be okay with our current spermidine product, but obviously it's still something they have to be wary of. So we're just trying to create it so we can cover all bases.
2: Mm, gotcha gotcha um
0: and where's the next one come from like what's the other source that you choose uh so we're we're working on that at the moment um but again anyone that's on the email list will get all the information on there but uh we we don't want to say too much before we before we don't want to run before we can walk okay (laughs)
2: right well i don't know what it's going to be like but if i were to guess then like spirulina or something like that (laughs) we shall see okay we shall see (laughs) Uh, all right um Yeah, like, um, are there any, like, new studies that have uh, come out, let's say, I mean, like, the biggest one, probably, that you, um, the biggest supplement that you probably have is, like, uh, NMN, if I'm not mistaken. Uh,
0: Um, That depends if you're looking at all time, or whether you're looking at the last few months. So, the last few months, it would be Cert6 activator, but all time, it would be NMN, definitely. Gotcha. Are there any, like, new uh, studies that have come out about... Maybe like, uh, yeah, like NMN and NAD as a whole, like have- Yeah, so there's new studies coming out all the time. I think last time we, we spoke, which was probably January of, of this year, um, we, we mentioned that there was a lot more human trials in NR than there was NMN. Well, that's now, you know, the balance is starting to tip, which is fantastic. So we're seeing more and more in vivo results in humans. Um, there's new studies coming out all the time and it's nice to see what we already knew being proven now in the clinical trials. Um, I think the most recent one we've seen is the one that made me smile because it proved that NMN prevents senescence in retinal cells. So, you know, we see NMN boosting people's eyesight. And if you listen to our previous conversation, one of your questions was around um, what, what are the benefits that people taking NMN might notice? And I said, well, one of the common themes for, in terms of feedback from people taking do age.org NMN was that our members were seeing an improvement in their eyesight. And then now we see the studies, I think David Sinclair tweeted about it recently. Um, yeah, now we see the studies proving that out, which is fantastic. Hmm. That's, that's yeah,
2: good to hear. Or I've you know, seen like the animal studies before as well that it helps with eyesight or reversing like this myopia and uh, yeah. de- decline in eyesight with age. Uh, but uh, senescence, so NMN, could it be then like a potential as analytic that uh, helps to clear senescence cells or is it too early to think
0: about that? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, again, we, we, ought to be, we have to be careful what we say before the science has proven it out, I think. And obviously, some people use the terms senescence and aging interchangeably as well. Mm. Right. That's true. Um,
2: any like other studies about NMN or NAD or like, you know, you brought, what about nicotinamide riboside, NR. That's also like a common... Yeah, thing. so there's,
0: there's, there, there are regular studies coming out about NR, obviously, again, because of the Chromadex link. Um, but I mean, the ones that I tend to know more about in general are the ones obviously that we're responsible for. So, for example, the CERT-6 activator trials that have been going unbelievably well. Uh, We have one trial being run by Professor Vera Gorbanova, which showed a huge reduction in the frailty index in just a few months. And it got all of us very excited. Um, Again, always nice when clinical trials prove what we already knew. And Professor Gorbanova spoke to me, she rang me, must be a month ago now, just over a month ago. Where are we? Yeah, maybe six weeks ago. And she, she doesn't get excited very easily. And she was super excited and said, Look, never seen results like this before. I think we should. Put this we should start another trial and put this into cancer patients, so people that have already gone through chemotherapy. And the, what we believe, if we're correct, is that the recurrence of tumors in the group that are taking CERT6 activator will be a lot less or hopefully non existent compared to the, the control group. Um, so, obviously, if that proves out to be true, then it's going to be huge. Um, and that trial is re- just started recently, so very exciting okay well that's uh, awesome like uh, you know the search six
2: activator no one else has that I mean like you're the only yeah. uh, company that actually has a product like that that actually that has compounds that activate the search six in humans and yes uh, exactly. and uh, like that's you know very interesting in that sense that it's like a novel let's say a supplement or a, not a drug but like a supplement um, and but what is like uh, Besides, you know, activating CERT six, like what is like the mechanisms
0: or why does it work or why does it, what effects does it have in humans? Well, I mean, I can tell you about the feedback more than I can talk about the mechanisms, because obviously we know about what CERT six does, uh, but in terms of feedback, which I think is, tends to be more important to most consumers anyway, because they want to know what result it's going to have to them rather than rather than the features they want to know the benefits does that make sense right um and so yeah i mean the biggest one we get is energy people say they feel much more energetic um less lethargic particularly obviously in in slightly older population sort of 40 and above um and yeah the the main thing that we get is people say i my wellness feels improved so obviously we do a lot of phone calls right so have been taking the ingredient for six months we'll give them a call and we'll say hey how you getting on just want to check make sure everything's okay how much have you been taking ask them about their lifestyle and things like that as well and diet etc and then we're we're noting down all that feedback anonymously obviously but we're noting down all that feedback so that we can get an understanding of how people feel based on it so that's something that the office in the uk deal with Um, so they'll be calling out from there whereas what I deal with, obviously, is more the research side. But yeah, so an improved sense of well-being, which is basically an overall feeling of feeling better. Um, and like I say, now the studies are going to slowly but surely prove out what we already know, that it's a hugely beneficial ingredient. Mm, right. Well, CERT 6 as a gene itself, uh, belonging
2: to the sirt 2 um, family, it does have like a, I guess the main f- like effect is like DNA repair. Uh, that it helps with DNA repair and
0: uh, yeah, I think I think that's going to be the the uh, most likely candidate for most of the benefits, in my opinion. So because of DNA damage is is the sort of upstream cause of a lot of downstream symptoms, right? So the the DNA repair and also the fact that it's a huge anti-inflammatory and inflammation obviously exacerbates most health issues, doesn't it? So between the DNA repair and the anti-inflammatory. That's going. I I believe that's going to be the main mechanisms for SIRT6. Mm-hmm. How does how does it? Uh, I, I mean, sirtuins are also
2: um, affecting NAD metabolism and like overall energy production from that. So, uh, is there any like link between this uh, SIRT6 and NAD?
0: Yeah, I mean, so sirtuins are NAD dependent. So, if you don't have enough NAD, then the sirtuins can't run properly anyway. Which is why, as we see the increase in popularity in Cert6 activator we're also seeing an increase in people using NMN because they're boosting their NAD and then they're activating the Situin as well so uh, I think it was David Sinclair that said about the the fuel tank and the accelerated pedal right Mm.
2: right yeah Um, maybe let's you know before we carry on let's maybe like explain like a brief for people who may not have heard about these things before,
0: like maybe oh, like okay. a simple overview about NAD and uh, yeah. Sure. So nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide, now you can see why we call it NAD, um, is a coenzyme in every cell of your body. Without it, you would be dead very, very quickly, within a matter of seconds. Um, it's responsible for, I think, over 400 processors in the cell. So you can see it again, it's about that whole upstream, looking at the upstream causes of issues. And as we age, it's been proven that NAD levels decline quite drastically, and this has then been linked to lots of different age-related diseases as well. So the theory is, if you boost the NAD back to youthful levels, then the rest of the body can function as it did in our youth. Um, and we're, what we're seeing is that does prove out to be true with people that are taking NMN and or NR.
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah, I I think that yeah these. Uh most of these uh, longevity supplements like they will have like this health span effect that uh, they will just improve they will improve your uh, functional health or like functionality uh, as you get older like they will prevent or slow down some of that uh, age related decline that occurs like with the CERT six activator it's going to help with the brain side and neurodegeneration and protection against um, maybe oxygen stress and uh, with yeah. NMN it's going to be related to like uh, energy metabolism and things related to that like your metabolic health and incidence sensitivity which has been proven in humans to improve incidence sensitivity as well um, so uh, yeah I think obviously there's not going to be these <laughs> it's, it's not going to be like these supplements that kind of make you live like 100 years old or uh, 150 years old or something like that I don't think there's any, like any supplement out there that we know that could make humans live until 150 years old or something like that. We
0: don't have like any supplements yet, but I'm I'm quite, I'm quietly confident about the two that we've just been speaking about NMN and Cert6 activator, just because obviously I get to see the aggregated data, um, from, we've got over hundred thousand members now all taking these and most of them take those ingredients. Right. So I am quietly confident that it will extend it, but. We're not going to know for obviously a very long time right because you know cert 6 activator is only what, a year and a half old uh nmn's only been popular for three years so the actual uh, full scope human trials aren't gonna we're not gonna know for many decades right. but i am i am quietly confident hmm. yeah i guess you need to just have all the other uh, things also uh
2: done perfectly like the exercise and the diet and the sleep and uh the stress yeah. and, uh, those kind of things uh so yeah i mean they, they can be for sure like they can be an um, additional boost in helping you to reach that optimal state but uh, the foundation has to also be there like the proper diet. oh yeah
0: definitely so I, I think i'm assuming most of the people that watch, watch your channel will already be looking after things like diet sleep and exercise but it's interesting you mentioned stress because that's one that people tend to miss out and it is it does have a really huge negative effect on pretty much all conditions um especially those linked to aging so if people can try and find ways to control their stress whether that's just through meditation or however they want to do it individually then i i would definitely recommend that because that's something that i'm still working on now um and i think the vast majority of people could do with uh less stress yeah for sure (laughs) i agree and um
2: when I think about it, you know, in my own head and a bit, which is based on like, you know, what I read and what I've uh, researched and uh, everything I've exposed to then. Yeah. I think that aging itself also goes down to a lot with like just stress and damage, like the higher amount of like physical, as well as, you know, physiological uh, damage and stress, your body experiences throughout your lifetime. Then over the course of time, like the body just slowly wears, down and um and uh the ability to recover from it's also gonna go down so it all has to do with a lot just mitigating the damage as well as recovering from it and uh, with you know when you're young your body can very easily recover from that and you're gonna be fine because your body's own ability your energy levels are high and all these antioxidant defenses are also running properly so it's very easy for you Mm -hmm. to bounce back fast uh with age you're just the ability to boost those uh defenses goes also down and that's where you start to like there's going to be like eventually this kind of uh tipping point where you reach that your body isn't able to recover and rebound from that damage and everything else you experience and that's where you get all
0: these age-related diseases and go down like this uh downward spiral so it's a lot of kind of balancing the damage all aging is really is damage isn't it so Mm -hmm. it's uh and like you say the, the things that protect us from damage for example the seven sirtuins that we find in humans they're extremely active when you're young and then they get less and less active over time. So boosting them back to youthful levels is, is what we aim to do. Um, it's the same as things like CAAKG. Um, obviously it's the, the, the calcium version of AKG, which is again, a very important molecule in the body. It gets it, it reduces over time during aging. And so what we try and do is boost it back to youthful levels. So a lot of what we do is, boosting things back to youthful levels or reducing them back to youthful levels if they get too high. So, for example, CD38.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: And, you know, funny enough, like exercise, for example, which is very beneficial for anti-aging longevity, it kind of has a lot of those same effects as these uh, compounds. Um,
0: Or, I mean, it does. It It does, but we we, we do find it is in its... It tends to be in a smaller way, though. So, for example, exercise boosts your NAD levels. Obviously it does a hell of a lot more than that, but just taking that one example, taking an NMN supplement is going to boost your NAD levels a lot more than exercise ever could. So I think that's where we come in with our interventions is where we, where we see we can add value and like, you know, you might be able to exercise your way out of bad NAD levels until you're 30, say for example, um, that's just a figure plucked out of the air by the way. Um, but over time, you're not going to be able to do that. If you were, then we'd see people that were 90 years old that still had perfect NAD levels because there are older people that have done those kind of exercises all the time. Mm. Um, Unfortunately, that's just not the reality, which is where we have to come in with interventions.
2: Yeah, I I, I totally agree. Uh, Like supplementation has a very good place um, that it helps you to get back on track fast and uh, mm. helps you to get out of the trench, in that sense. Like if you have low NAD, then it's very hard to get you know out of bed or to start to start the exercise. Um, uh, whereas if you you know use something that kind of shortcuts shortcuts that a little bit to help you get mm. back, then obviously it's going to be a good way of going about it and uh, helps to. You know, it's the same with like you know like treating a certain nutrient deficiency, like if you have a severe magnesium deficiency, then you're maybe not able to sleep properly and you're stressed out all the time, anxious. But if you take a supplement uh, that fixes it in the short term, then uh, you're able to you know, actually fall asleep and recover and make sure that you don't go into this, you know, vicious, vicious spiral or feedback loop of uh, not, not sleeping
0: well and being stressed out about it and etc., cetera, not sleeping well about it either. Yeah, and I think, I think magnesium is something that it's a very important one and it's a good example. But at the same time, it is possible to get enough magnesium from your diet. You would need to eat, you know, a lot of salads, Um, but it is possible to do. Mm. However, things like NMN, for example, you know, there's no food. I mean, which food has the most NMN? And probably broccoli, I think, from memory. And you'd have to eat, you know, so many kilos of broccoli every day just to get that amount of NMN. Mm. Um, So, again, that's where where the, the intervention comes in
2: yeah i agree i think it's like yeah cabbage tomatoes and uh, broccoli or something but yeah yeah i've got got
0: edamame beans in my head as well i think that was one of the ones that was high in nm yeah so like but it's very small like literally like like 0.2 high comparative to other foods not high as in high enough to make a big difference
2: yes yeah so yeah i i think yeah like the it's especially great for um taking whenever you're like i personally take it mostly when i'm um let's say, under a higher amount of stress or inflammation coming from the environment. Like whether that be the sleep side that I didn't sleep well enough or I changed time zones or I need to have like better antioxidant status and um, just uh, defenses against any kind of oxy stress. That's where I find, I think the best best fit for NMN and these energy boosters uh, comes from. So let's briefly mention like the, NMN um, quality as well because I think that's still worth mentioning uh, once again we did talk about it in our blast podcast but uh, like most of the NMN that you you can buy like, like Amazon or something they don't even have like any NMN at all so uh, yeah. whereas your Do Not Age uh, has actually the NMN in high quantities in their product so can you like briefly talk about it
0: yeah sure so it was, it, we, we started it off when we Uh, back in 2019, um, obviously part of being in this market is knowing what's already available and part of our mission to only provide either things that we can increase the quality of or reduce the price if the quality is already at the best it can be. Then uh, I think we spoke last time about with the NMN, the reason why we became known for it is because we did both. So we reduced the price and increased the quality when we first um, launched. And obviously as part of that, we have to go and see what's already out there and test it and see what, and I was shocked. I was really shocked. I knew the supplement world was murky, but it was, you know, there wasn't a single one that had what it contained. There was a couple that had some, you know, 60%, 80%, but they were claiming 99%. And then there was the vast majority which didn't have any NMN whatsoever. So obviously reported it to Amazon, spoke to them about it and they couldn't They couldn't give a monkeys. They were not interested at all because they were just selling. Someone was selling a product on their marketplace, which means they get a cut. So they don't really care about the quality of that product. Um, so, you know, I'm not saying that we will never go on Amazon. Maybe in the future, do notage.org will have a, an Amazon shop. I don't know, but I think people should just be wary from it for myself. For me, I would never buy anything from Amazon that I was going to put into my body just because I know how Amazon works. And I know exactly how it works as a marketplace. And I think most consumers don't. They think because it's a large bit company, it's one of the largest companies in the entire world, they, they, they assume there's going to be uh, safety nets there that just aren't there. So, okay. um, And then from our perspective, that's why we just test at every stage. And it's why we introduced the Do Not Age Quality Guarantee. So the purity is guaranteed to your door wherever you live in the world. Um, because we don't just want to... There, there are some other... Companies that will make the product, test it as soon as they've made it, and it's ninety nine percent pure, but then it sits on a shelf for six months and then gets shipped to a consumer, and then by the time the consumer gets it, it's not ninety nine percent anymore. Um, whereas, obviously, that's why we guarantee that purity to the door. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really unfortunate. Um, obviously,
2: you know, most of the supplements. I think they'll, you know, probably get shipped from like some China or something like that, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, there that they, you didn't even know like if how quality they will send you that product. So you as like a whoever like ma- like manufacturers or white labels any kind of supplements, then it's mm-hmm. kind of yeah up to them to test it first, obviously. But I think like many people may not have the ethics or uh, the principles yeah. to actually you know, change anything about it. So even if they see that their product doesn't have any NMN, then
0: they will still sell it uh, because it's wanting to make it like a quick buck or um, yeah, just. Exactly. And I think that's why as a health research organization, we want to see more organizations start like ours. We'd love, we'd love that. Um, Because, you know, what are we now? Over three years old and we don't have, we still don't have any competition, which is not a good thing. It's not a good thing at all because, the more health research organisations there are, the faster we're going to find out how we can really, truly end ageing um, and stop all these horrendous age-related diseases. So, I think the old-style supplement company, just out to try and make a profit, not putting anything back into the research, which is, you know, that these companies need to realise that without the research, they wouldn't be able to sell the supplements they're selling. Do you see what I mean? So, for, for me, it's it's a bit of it's a duty to pay back into the research.
2: Yeah, and how many like research or, like or how many studies do you actively have going on
0: right now? Oh, we have we have a lot all the time. So um, there's multiple, and they're all around the world as well. So I think there's there's one in Singapore at the moment, looking using our CAAKG, looking at the effect on the microbiome. Obviously, we already know about the anti frailty, and I think last time we spoke about the reduction in biological age on that uh, on that study. Um, and so now we're looking at the effect on the microbiome. Um, we've just invested in a, we funded a repamycin trial. So I hope, you know, that's going to take a few years to find out the results, but that's obviously exciting because that's something that people talk about in the industry. Um, and again, that was something that we're trying to encourage others to do as well, because, you know, if, if, if it turns out that repamycin is beneficial, like I don't take repamycin myself because of the immune suppressant, um, concerns because it is an immunosuppressant but that's not to say that we haven't seen some good results so far in some of the animal models so we funded that rapamycin trial knowing full well that if it comes to fruition and it shows huge benefits in rapamycin we're never going to be able to provide that ingredient because it's a pharmaceutical right you see what I mean uh, and again so that's us trying to set an example of Mm. trying to do the right thing rather than the profitable thing if that makes sense yeah
2: i think like a lot of people would be excited if there was like a commercial rapamycin <laughs> that you could yeah. sell <laughs> but uh yeah obviously, obviously yeah like it's a more dangerous not a danger but like you need to be more careful with that kind of um which is an actual drug like rapamycin is an actual drug uh, compared to like supplements um yeah but yeah I, what do you think about itself overall like you you're not taking it um would you ever take it
0: or Oh yeah. I mean, if, if, if the science proved me wrong, then 100%, I would, I would take it, you know, um, there's, I didn't used to take collagen, for example. Now I told you about these, these, you know, the collagen peptides, because sometimes when you look into something enough or enough new studies come out, you can kind of say, okay, I got that one wrong. And, you know, having not been able to change your mind is a very, very dangerous position to be in mm. because, especially with science, because, you know, things are always evolving, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I, I, would, I would take it if, but like I said, I think, I think dosage is going to be the key with rapamycin. That's what it looks like, yeah. because, yeah. you know, suppressing your immune system straight away sets off alarm bells, right? right. Um, yeah. But like I said, some, some of the results in the animal models have been impressive. So we shall see if that carries over to humans.
2: Mm. Yeah.
0: I think yeah, like you know, periodically every once in a while
2: using it can be good, probably like in certain situations, but not chronically. Because I mean, if you chronically suppress mTOR with rapamycin, then um, that's gonna like slowly uh, waste away your muscle mass and strength as well. So uh, yeah, you do need you you need those things as well for aging anti aging. Yeah, definitely. Uh, kind of balance of how how much mTOR you want to suppress and when you do it, et cetera, I, you know, if I, I'm not taking it either. I'm, you know, I'm not planning to take it in the future, but if I were to be like super geeky, geeking out on uh, constructing the best anti-aging routine or strategy, then I would probably include rapamycin in there in some doses every once in a while. So, uh, but yeah, I, I haven't thought about it <laughs> that much. Yeah. Uh, like the newest product uh, that was released the last time was a Sulfura boost, uh, which is a sulfur. yeah. So for um, booster, basically, um, like what's, can you talk about that? Like what's the uh, research behind that?
0: Yeah. So I think we've, we've already seen a few people in your, uh, f- from your audience taking sulfora Boost, which is great. Obviously I know lots of them are taking Cert6 Activator. Um, I don't know if they're doing it because of the last podcast we had or whether it's because you're taking them as well. I don't know, but either way they're starting to see the benefits already, which is great. Uh, it's another popular one, sulfora Boost. So we know it activates NRF2, protects cells from oxidation, activates glutathione, helps with uh, liver detoxification, and it can help prevent DNA damage, which again, as we spoke about earlier, is quite important. Um, and there is some evidence that it deactivates carcinogens like benzene and stuff like that. So um, that's, I think, there where the main benefits come in from um, sulfur boost. Gotcha. Yeah, and the glutathione, right, as well from that. Yeah, like I say, it increases the glutathione, um, which is super important, and in the brain as well. So I don't, if anybody's got any spare time, go and watch Rhonda Patrick talking about that. She's, she's very clued up, and I think she's a big fan of uh, sulforaphane-boosting products. Mm. Is she taking it, or uh, <laughs> do you know? Uh, I don't know, but like I say, uh, there's a lot of high-profile people taking our products. Um, I think the one she talks about is called prost- prostaphane, I think she, she's probably taken that one. Uh, but yeah, we have a lot of celebrities taking our stuff and they'll always use a you know, a pseudonym. Or if they don't, they make it clear over email that they don't want anyone to know they're taking the ingredients. Um, not, not because they're worried about us using it from a marketing perspective, but because they don't want people know, knowing that they're taking things to try and stay young. <laughs> well, because of how, that's just how celebrity works, I guess.
2: Gotcha, gotcha. Um, Have you changed any of your uh,
0: supplementation recently or? Um, Well, in the very recent weeks, I've been mega dosing on NMN because of, I, I mentioned about my, I'm in the Middle East at the moment. I've just gone across America. So it was, I flew from where I live in the South of Europe to London. And then from London, I went to Florida, from Florida to Texas. Uh, Texas to Montana, um, you know, Alaska, and then uh, back to Washington, Washington State, and then from there to here in the Middle East, and then I'm going to go across another time zone tomorrow. I'm going to Dubai, so yeah. Because I've got all these meetings all over the world, it's it's great, and I love talking about the research and and this is I'm doing the things I love, but at the same time, the body isn't wasn't designed when airplanes were a thing so um uh yeah i've been mega dosing on nmn uh, and what i'll do is i'll look ahead to where i'm the, the time zone i'm going to and i'll take the nmn as if it was like 8 a.m or 7 a.m in that time zone to try and get because because obviously it's so intrinsically linked with the circadian rhythm so yeah, yeah that's what I'm, and it's working it's been it's been working very well and obviously i've added collagen relatively recently as well so i'm uh i'm fortunate i get to get my hands on it before the public <laughs> that's, that's awesome yeah
2: yeah it's kind of i don't know ironic or funny that you know you uh travel all the world while preaching or you know researching about uh longevity and anti-aging etc while damaging your body <laughs>
0: quite yeah yeah I, I think that quite a lot you know especially when i'm struggling for sleep because i'm a big proponent of quality of sleep um and I also just find that after you've had a good night's sleep, you feel so much better as well. And obviously it's very important from a gym perspective in terms of the rest and repair. Um, but yeah, so I, I do sometimes chuckle to myself about that as well. It's, uh, you know, I'm t- telling everybody to do one thing and doing another one. So it's not, it's, it's not, it's not very fair, but you know, sometimes you have to do things for the greater good. So, Right. Gotcha. Um, with that NMN, um, you're probably also stacking it with uh, trimethylglycine, TMG, right? Yeah, that's right. So when it, whatever I take in NMN, I'll take that at a one-on-one ratio with TMG. Um, that's, again, just to provide those methyl donors.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you're taking TMG as well, that's right? Yes, yeah, I'm taking that. Um, I would take it even if I weren't taking the NMN. But, yeah, because uh, it has a ton of benefits. Yeah. yeah, we're seeing that a lot as well. Um, not just with the people from, from your audience, but all, pretty much all of our members. We see some people will will even take a higher dosage of TMG compared to the NMN just because of the other benefits that TMG can have. So that's always, it's always good.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Especially if you're eating a high protein diet, I think that it's uh, beneficial to take the TMG to help to lower the homocysteine uh, from the high methionine intake. Mm. Yeah, kind of uh, worth it for that reasons as well. I agree. And uh, any CD38 inhibitors? <laughs>
0: that, uh, you have made- yeah, so for, for a while I was actually taking 1,000 milligrams of apigenin um, and I've reduced that just to, to 500 milligrams uh, recently. But yeah, I'm, I'm taking 500 milligrams, so that's two capsules of the uh, pure apigenin product. Um, I take that every day, so it's, uh, it's definitely a good one. I tend to take that later in the day as well, just because of the kind of relaxing effects that apigenic can have. Mm. Gotcha.
2: And the reason for that is uh, to uh,
0: inhibit CD38, which is this uh, consumer of NAD. Yeah, I mean, I would probably say control rather than inhibit because CD38 is necessary, but it's like I was mentioning earlier, you know, things like NAD, um, AKG, they decrease as we age and CD38 increases and it's an NADase, which means it feeds on NAD. So the the more it increases, the less NAD you have, uh, which is obviously an issue as we know.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah. And uh high, high amounts of CD38 is considered or thought to be you know, one of the biggest reasons why these NAD levels decrease with age.
1: So
0: yeah, precisely. So it's it, you know, when it comes to NAD, it's always best to take that two-pronged approach. So control the CD38 and boost the levels of, of NAD itself.
2: Mm. Uh, apigenin is one, quercetin is also, if I'm not mistaken.
0: It is, but similar to quercetin being a senolytic, it, 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 it's it's uh, relatively... So if, if fissetin is this good at being a senolytic, quercetin is this good. Okay. And it's the same way as, uh, you know, if apigenin is this good at, re- at controlling the CD38, Quercetin is this good? Quercetin is a fantastic supplement, um, but it tends to have a small effect on many different pathways, rather than one large effect. Right, gotcha. Um, one
2: supplement, I mean, that you do provide is resveratrol, uh, but uh, personally, uh, I'm not taking it, and uh, I think that I, I can explain like why. Or you know, one of the biggest reasons is probably that I haven't seen like enough evidence in humans, especially that it would help with, you know, having like an anti-aging effect. Uh, and when it comes to like, you know, exercise performance, then that actually has been also uh, seen in humans to have like a negative effect on VO2 max. And um, I think it's also gonna have like a negative effect on like muscle hypertrophy and muscle strength side if you're taking it around the training. So that's the reason why I'm not taking it. Uh, any thoughts yeah, on about- that? Think-
0: yeah i think the the thing with that is like when i spoke to david about it obviously david is probably the, the biggest most famous proponent of um resveratrol um he was he was adamant and you know i've looked at the studies and it has been proven it does activate saturn one so if you believe in activating saturns then i believe you should believe in resveratrol but i also understand that everything's not going to be for everybody you know there are other people that have said they don't want to take that product some people we have take it every other day because there was some of the some of the rodent data showed that every other day was more even more beneficial so you know everyone's going to be different aren't they but i I still take my resveratrol every day Mm, gotcha
2: yeah maybe like i think yeah it's the same with rapamycin like it obviously has like some benefits uh for Mm. some cases and i would you know I'm not, like, so, like, I don't think it's going to be harmful if you take it every once in a while. I think it has, like, a net positive effect if you take it, like, maybe, like, I don't know, once a month or something um, for an average person. And the same with, like, resveratrol as well, probably. Like, I'm not, I don't think that you should be, like, a daily supplement, uh, personally, for me, at least. And uh, But I think, yeah, like, maybe a few times a week or a month probably has its benefits. Like, there are, uh, the way I look at it is there are, like, days where I'm, like, being quote unquote, anabolic and uh, like pro muscle growth and pro hypertrophy and recovery and uh, strength and those things, which, you know, in excess can be problematic for aging, but in moderation are also, you know, very good for aging, like you want to have muscle and strength for aging as well. Uh, And on the other hand, there are days where I'm like more catabolic, more like these longevity pathways that are not necessarily going to help you build muscle, but they do have like this benefits on autology and DNA repair. And
0: yeah, so I, I I think I do a similar thing, but I do it daily. uh So I'll have a period in the day where it's about building, you know, I'm eating something probably high protein. um, That's usually in the morning for me. And then I'll be taking... The, the relevant supplements for that and then maybe i'll have a period of 12 hours where i'm not eating and i'm just i might I might take xyz um so i think we're doing similar things just maybe on a different time scale yeah i do oh well i do
2: it on a daily basis as well like you know there's the fasting window and there's the eating mm. you window um but on a, like a macro scale i do it also like an, like a few like longer periods like maybe like a week or something yeah. like where i'm deliberately more catabolic or deliberately more anabolic and like i think that's you know, I think that's a key to this seeing progress in all the things that you do, <laughs> especially like in training, as well as like the maybe the anti-aging side. If you're trying yeah, to yeah. like, you know, do everything at once, you're trying to build muscle at once and strength and uh, trying to improve your biomarkers and, and, you know, have like do or do all these different kinds of anti-aging interventions, then, you know, you may like end up spinning your wheels a bit. Uh, but if you are like cycle, them, then that's I think that's a key. Of, uh, I think. oh yeah
0: yeah definitely the body either wants to be building or repairing so yeah uh, you have to you have to choose one rather than being one foot in both camps yeah again i can,
2: I can I'll, I'll maybe like briefly give my supplement and this routine and which actually people can also check out from my like supplement list at simoncom yeah. uh, slash supplements where i just list out all the supplements and when i take them as well so like in the morning you know after waking up i'm in this you know fasted state and i'm already yeah having gone through a lot of the liver glycogen and my body's in this state of semi-ketosis and uh, i mean all these longevity pathways also turn on you know like dose dependent manner after that fast or the longer you fast so like you know 12 hour 14 hour fast then i'm kind of wanting to push the gas on the longevity pathways like this things that put like this small amount of stress to the body and Actually, turn on these antioxidant defense systems and uh, cell recycling. So, all the Enemin and uh, sulfur Boost, uh, calcium alpha glutarate, and uh, Visetin, all those uh, supplements will be that I consume in the morning usually to kind of help Mm -hmm. to drive those pathways or support them. And uh, around like midday, where I'm starting to work out soon, then I'll like switch it a little bit, like I'll incorporate some aminos and even like HMB and those uh, supplements that help to like slow down that process a little bit to slow down the catabolism and switch switch more towards this you know, muscle repair and uh, recovery and maintenance and then in the evening after a workout then I'll you know. I have like a protein shake as well before the workout but uh, yeah like yeah workout and then afterwards in the meal. I'll have like, you know, food that has protein and uh, depending on the day, like I may have like more plant-based, more animal-based, higher carb, lower carb that depends on the day. But yeah, like after that is where I'll like switching over from this complete catabolic side into like this anabolic mode. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. No, it does make sense. What's your routine like on that sense? At the minute it's all over the place. <laughs> um, but yeah, usually it's, uh, Things like NMN in the morning, and then obviously you've got the uh, the morning workout. So if I'm gonna, if I ever miss a, if I don't get my workout in the morning, then I usually don't end up doing the workout, um, just because of how my diet, how my schedule is. So and and even nowadays, because I'm always in hotels, the workout has to change anyway, depending on how good the gym is in the hotel. <laughs> Um, and then, obviously, you, you start taking your supplements. So I'll take the resveratrol then. Um, I'll take the fititin. Um I'll take the quercetin. There's a few floaters as well that you can kind of take at any time. So things like the hyaluronic acid. I don't think that matters too much. It doesn't seem to make too much of a difference to me when I take it. So I'll take that a couple of hours after. Um, after that first meal as well, there will also be uh, – sorry, just before it, there will be spermidine, and then just after it, there will be CERT-6 activator, um, and then I'll usually eat a few hours later. And then my eating window will is at the minute, it's been a, a bit stretched, but it's usually four, four to five hours. So have that big protein meal straight after the workout. And then a few hours later, have another meal, make sure there's plenty of veggies and things like that in there. Um, also some protein as well. And that's when I'll take my next lot of sert activator Because again, I take quite high dosage of that um and then that'll be when I take my vitamin D vitamin K and magnesium blended product as well and then later on in the evening then I've got a couple of other things that I take um, and a few other products from other brands as well so um, and I, I, at the minute I'm still trying to work out where my collagen fits so I'm taking it at different times or some days I'll miss it because I've got you know 10 minute window until my next meeting or until I've got to go somewhere. And because it's not as easy as just putting a capsule in your mouth and swallowing it, I'll be like, Oh, I've got to get stuff out, you know, pour it in and all that kind of stuff. So I definitely need to get into a routine with that, but that's something that do not age preachers anyway is a massive, having a routine is huge because it means that you won't forget to do it. You know, the amount of people that I've spoken to that have said, Oh, I've stopped feeling X, Y, Z benefit. Can you help me out? And then one of the team or myself will speak to them individually and they'll say oh yeah but you know i've been struggling with i missed it for three days and then i missed it for another four days then i forgot and then it was once you're out of the habit it's very difficult um and so yeah i'm not in the habit with collagen yet because it's so new and because i've had this crazy schedule so hopefully within a few weeks i'll be more settled down and be able to get into a routine Mm,
2: right yeah i think collagen is great like um when i've looked at the research then i would think that if you took it before a workout and then did resistance training then it did improve uh, bone density uh, but oh, gen- okay but general like it kind of you know goes specifically to those uh, targeted joints uh, and uh, but if you take it like uh, overall and you know whenever then it still has like a positive effect on um the ligaments and tendon recovery as well. So yeah, I think, you know, whenever you can, is probably best. It's just not going to yeah. be, it's just not going to be like, you know, quote unquote, anabolic, <laughs> like, like collagen doesn't like, uh, doesn't have leucine and doesn't have other essential aminos that you need to trigger protein synthesis. Uh, so it's yeah, not yeah. going to be uh, useful for that, but obviously it's useful for uh, the joints and ligaments and tendons. Um, so yeah, whenever you, you know, if you collagen post-workout then you would want to make sure that you have like the other uh, aminos present as well whether from a meal or like a other uh, shake like a wh- whey or
1: yeah. Other protein
0: yeah i mean ho- i'm hope hopefully most people that are working out particularly with a, a strength workout or with a very intense workout are going to be consuming some calories after that anyway I, w- I would hope so yeah of course i think so um yeah any, any other like new trials something that you're working on? Um, well, there's, like I say, there's always lots in the pipeline. Um, we're, we're testing out something called Urolithin A at the moment. Um, but again, that's, uh, you know, watch this space kind of stuff. Um, and then there's also something called Astaxanthin as well that we're looking at. So um, yeah, that's... We, think, we, we think they're going to be, we think that we're, we're confident about both of them, but you never know until you get the results. So, um, you know, I'm hopeful, hopeful that before the end of the year, we can have another ingredient that's going to help people. Um, I'm actually taking astaxanthin at the moment. That's one of the things I mentioned I'm, I'm taking, uh, from another brand and I was, I've seen some research, but I've also heard lots of people tell me that their sunburn is reduced when they take astaxanthin. And obviously I'm in a lot of hot countries at the moment, so I'm taking it and I'm not sunburned yet. So uh, mm. not, sure, not sure how clinical that trial is, but yeah. it's, uh, it, seems well, to be, it seems to be working fine.
2: Yeah, well, funny enough, like, uh, like your NMN levels also determine whether or not you get sunburn or UV damage. So there is like last year mm. I saw a study in mice that uh, the NMN was like the determining factor whether or not they got skin da- damage from the sun. Mm. So like with high level, basically like, you know, when sun causes UV radiation or causes uh, oxidative stress and that damage to the skin. Mm. And uh, in order to basically counteract that your body needs again, like these defense systems and NMN and NAD are, you know, the ones, or NAD specifically would be like uh, the one that is like used for uh, counteracting that oxidative stress that you get from the sun as well. Yeah.
0: And I think that's, like I say about a lot of things that's what happens when you fix the upstream causes of aging, the downstream symptoms that are fixed is are going to be numerous, you know? So, so like, for example, the eyesight thing, you know, when you take NMN, you're not, you're not going near your eyes, you're putting something into your body, but because of that upstream, then we see the downstream uh, benefit. And it it sounds like it's going to be the same for UV damage as well.
2: Mm, yeah. Uh, I think, you know, many people know about aztexanthins. So it's this, like lipid or fat, and uh, that is used. Yeah, it does mm. have, like a basically protects against uh, oxidative stress in the skin. Many people have uh, reported that as well. But what about the other one that you mentioned, the urolithin A?
0: Yeah, so urolithin A is... It, it looks like it may benefit the mitochondria. But, again, I don't want to say too much until we know more, because the last thing you want is to get people's hopes up <laughs> and then obviously the, the the trial ends and it and it doesn't work out that way so yeah that's something that people can watch this space anyone that's on our email list um just go to do not scroll to the bottom there's a little uh, box where you can put your email in um the results of all these kind of trials are emailed out regularly so um, if anybody's interested and wants to know more that's the best way to do it mm, gotcha um yeah, well, where can people maybe learn about
2: these uh, trials, or where can they read them? Is there like does, do, does your website have like a list of all the studies and uh, things that you've done?
0: DoNotAge.org. The, the website is the kind of being the consumer face inside of it. So we do have a science page where you can look at some studies uh, based on mostly based on the ingredients, plus things like fasting and exercise and stuff like that. Um, but we are looking at the end of this year probably to update the website and start having like a research page, just the, just a page to do with the research that we've directly involved with, because when, like I say, that, that do not age dog was set up as the consumer facing page. So we're letting the public purchase the ingredients that we're working on. Um, and then now I think now we're building up this body of work. We should, we're about ready to have a page that's dedicated just to the things that we've done ourselves. Um, so for example, there'd be a lot of six activator stuff on there. Mm. um that's to give one example
2: yeah the, the page is very um you know comprehensive in the sense or you have the references all listed out there so it's uh yeah.org forward slash science so you can check yeah it, yeah, uh, yeah that's uh, right size autology uh, nad cd38 sirtuins tmg, resorotrol, quercetin. yeah like all everything is
0: kind of listed out there with the references to studies so if you're in plus yeah if anyone's got any specific questions Um, then they can just email hello at do not age.org. And then obviously one of the team will be able to get back to them. A lot of people do email in and say, I have X, Y, Z disease or condition. What should I take? Um, You know, please still email us if you you want some advice, but, you know, we can't give medical advice. So the the result, the response to those kind of emails is always speak to your doctor, you know, because we're not allowed to sort of treat or diagnose um, but the science page should answer a lot of things for a lot of people. Uh, and if anyone's got any specific questions, hello at do not age.org. And, uh, do not age, uh, where do you deliver, uh, worldwide, right? Yeah, that's right. So we, we, the mission for the organization is to extend healthy lifespan for as many people as possible. So in order to achieve that, we need to make sure we deliver to every country. Um, and recently we've introduced hubs as well around the world, so to help people uh, reduce the taxes and fees. So, for example, you know, where the most common areas, USA, European Union, Australia, anybody that purchases from us in those areas doesn't have to pay any taxes and fees. Um, and that's the case for the majority of the world. There's a few countries where there's nothing you can do about it. So like India, for example, if you import stuff to India, there is a, a small charge. Um, but the vast majority of people don't have any taxes and fees to pay. So, we're always trying to m- remove as much friction as we can and make it as easy as possible for people to get their hands on these beneficial ingredients. Mm.
2: Yeah. I'm also like very, um, excited about uh, your company and the products that you provide. And it's very like, you know, good to have like a transparent <laughs> company that actually, you know, uh, yep. or make sure that the ingredients are what they say they are as well as uh, based base, base their, uh, the products themselves on uh, the science themselves like you have a huge research team behind you and uh, yeah make sure you actually test your uh, products basically in studies which is you know very new for a supplement company but it should be like somewhat like mandatory
0: almost yeah and I think like I say what what I'm trying to do on a personal level is be the example like I want there to be 10 do not dogs in in a few years time you know what I mean and like so that we actually have some genuine competition and i mean we would just collaborate with them you know i mean we would collaborate with them and say right you share the results of your research we'll share ours let's all because we're all working towards the same thing right we all want to solve the complex aging problem um so the more resources are going into that pool the faster we're going to get there so yeah yeah that's awesome and um
2: yeah, people can check it out at donotage.org, but uh, where can people learn more about
0: you and your work? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't really do social media or anything like that, but um, maybe in another six months, we can have another podcast and I'll have some news because I've just started working on a project. I can't reveal too much, but um, there's lots of exciting things in the pipeline. It's something I'm doing from a personal perspective rather than a donotage.org perspective. So uh, yeah, we can, we'll be able to talk about that next time. And that means people have to stay subscribed to your YouTube channel. (laughs) That sounds good.
2: Uh, Well, it was great talking with you. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to having like another update, maybe like in six months or so.
0: Yeah, perfect. Thanks very much, Sim. Keep up the good
1: work. Alright, that's it for this episode. As a reminder, you can get the free copy of my Metabolic Autophagy ebook if you use the code SEAM and buy NMN from doNotAge.org. So head over to doNotAge.org and use the code SEAM to also get a 10% discount. Other than that, thanks for listening to this episode. Stay tuned for the next one. Stay empowered.